If you have any questions about the book, or you want me to read something, or you want a shout out, or if you just want to contact me, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. The Epilogue of Wings of Fire, The Dark Secret Snow was falling thick and fast, and the snowflakes spun across the icy ground in the freezing wind. A stanwing stood, huddled by the walls outside her fort, wrapped in blankets and trying to breathe fire into the air around her. Papa, please, can we go inside? she said to the tall white dragon beside her. No, said Queen Glacier. No one can be trusted with this information until we make a decision. Her arctic blue eyes regarded the icewing guards who were positioned just out of her hearing range, watching the skies for danger. Frost glittered along her wings and horns. The spikes at the end of her tail were as sharp and cold as icicles. Blaze sighed. You mean until you make a decision? Your input is always welcome, Glacier said calmly. She knew there was no chance of the sandwing disagreeing with the icewing queen. My neck hurts, Blaze stamped her feet and poked the bandage around her neck. Ow! Do you think it's going to, do you think it's going to scar? I'll be so mad if it scars. You're sure about what you heard, Glacier said, uh, Glacier asked us. The Nightlings have chosen to side with Blister, and they're trying to force the Dragonettes to choose her as well. That's what it sounded like, Blaze said, but more important, the Nightlings tried to kill me. You're going to kill him, right? We're going to kill all of them if we must, said Glacier. I have no objection to the idea of wiping out the Nightlings, but we should consider what to do about the Dragonettes of the Prophecy. They seem nice, Blaze said, rubbing her talons together to warm them up. Some of them were a little funny-looking, and I still don't understand why, what that raiming was doing with them. Besides, she was a little too pretty. I think it's better to do be just the right amount of pretty, don't you? Too pretty is annoying. Indeed, said Glacier, barely listening. We don't want them telling anyone they've chosen Blister. It would be very demoralizing for our dragons. But they can't pops they but they can't possibly choose her now that they've met me, Blaze said. Now they know I'm wonderful and would make a great queen. They'll definitely pick me. Hmm, Glacier said. She didn't ha she didn't have quite the same faith in Blazer's Blaze she didn't have quite the same faith in Blaze's persuasive abilities or dazzling charisma that Blaze did. Her alliance with Blaze was based less on the salmon potential queen Linus and more on certain promises of future new territory for the ice wings. Well, Queen, Gla queen Glacier said, just in case they're leaning in another direction, I think we should make an effort to find these dragonettes. I like to have a little chat with them myself. Fine, all right, Blaze said, shivering violently. I'll tell you everything I know about what they look like and what they said, but can we please do that inside? Glacier nodded thoughtfully, and Blaze bolted for the door. The ice cream queen was good at putting together clues and figuring things out. She would find these those dragonettes, and she would really and she really would like she really would start by talking to them, just to see which way they were inclined. 
But of course, if it was the wrong way, well, a few dead dragonets here and there would hardly be noticing a war like this. A serpentine figure paced in the darkness, hissing softly. Below her mountain ledge and hidden valley, hints of firelight flickered in windows, most of them covered, covered with black curtains. Blister narrowed her eyes at the scavenger den. Why did Marcia think she would care about a rat's nest full of crawling, squeaking, pale two-legged creatures? She wasn't hungry. She didn't even like burning down their pathetic little huts. She was too angry. A whisper of wings on the wind made her twist around, but it wasn't an enemy, and it wasn't Marisir. It was a spineless. It was a sp that spineless leader of the towns of peace, deceiving, and he had someone with him. She squinted as they landed. Forgive my lateness, Queen Blister, Nautilus said with a bow. Where is Marisir? She demanded. I don't know, he stammered. I thought he would be here by now. I haven't seen him since he took the alternate dry neck from the towns of Peace Camp, but I know he was supposed to be here to meet you tonight, and I had to speak with him. He squared his shoulders, obviously trying to look braver than he felt. Well, he's not here, Blister spat. Who is this? Nautilus drew the dragonet forward, keeping one wing around him. <clears throat> it was another seeming, stunned and green and shivering. My son. Nautilus said quietly, touching the dragon at head. Squeed. Miles Eagle left him to die in the mountains, but by a miracle, one of our spies found him first. His eyes were gold, cold and glittering in the light of the two moons that was full overhead. I hate night wings, Squid mumbled. I rather hate them too, Blister agreed. She'd always been irritated by this arrangement with Mars here. These needings, he called at his choice of time and place, with no way for her to contact him in between. An alliance with the Nightwings and control of the prophecy dragonets should make all this annoyingness worthwhile, but so far, she wasn't getting any of what she'd been promised. Worse yet, it almost seemed as if she was losing allies. Her small band of sandwings, hidden away safely in the Bay of a Thousand Scares, were loyal, of course. She controlled them with careful precision, knowing every move they made and every thought they had. She tricked them all into spying on one another by making each one think he or she was in an exclusive elite who reported secretly to her. And any hint of insubordination or weakness was instantly punished with death. But the alliance she formed years ago with the Seabings had slipped through her claws like ice melting. After the destruction of the Summer Palace, Queen Coral had fled with her tribe to their secret underwater home, and no one had seen her or any other seaweeds since. Blister had gone to the wrecked Summer Palace almost every day since the attack, but there were no messages, no dragons waiting to tell her what was happening, no apologetic scrolls from the seaweed queen. And if Marisir didn't show up, then what would she do? She had no idea where the Nightwing's island was, no way to send her a message. In effect, no Nightwing allies to speak of. Maybe she did feel like setting a scavenger den on fire after all. Nautilus sat with his wings wrapped around squid, brooding. His glow-in-the-dark scales flashed dim, as if he's telling his son something in private over and over again. Mars here doesn't show up, Blessie said. I have a strong suspicion I know who fault it is. The sea wings both looked up, startled. 
Those, the dragonettes, she hissed. Not this weakling, the, or, the originals. They've been nothing but trouble since they escaped their captors. Nautilus wins. We call them guardians, he said. But you're right. Everywhere the dragonettes go, they seem to leave some chaos behind. Well, they've caused trouble for the wrong dragons, Blister snarled. She glared down at the slumbering scavenger den, her claws twitching with dreams of revenge. Wherever they are, I will hunt them down. I will find them. And then, prophecy or no prophecy, I'm going to kill them all. The sun was hot and blistering, beating down on the sand around the stronghold, and as the squadron of sandwings landed in the courtyard. The small the smell of decapitated heads on the walls was strong than stronger than unusual. Burn inhaled deeply. She enjoyed the decaying scent, <clears throat> but mostly she enjoyed the unnerved look on her soldiers' faces every time she did that. A dragon stepped out of the great hall, darting across the hot stones toward her. The black diamond pattern on his wings always reminded Burn of Blister, so it was difficult not to glare at her brother every time she saw him. But he was used to that. <clears throat> I wasn't expecting you until tomorrow, Smolder said, his forked tongue flickering in and out. She narrowed her eyes at him and waited. After a moment, he remembered and added, Your Majesty, I wasn't expecting you until tomorrow, Your Majesty. She didn't appreciate the hint of sarcasm in his voice, but she went and pointed out in front of her soldiers. She discussed it she discussed it with him later, somewhere private, where she could dig her claws into his scales and get a truly sincere apology. How was our guest? Burn asked, dismissing the soldiers with a flick of her tail. Still extraordinary not pleased to be here, he said. You may want to move her to a more empty chamber. She's made a bit of the mess of what she could reach of your collection, Burn hissed. Ungrateful cow. Any words of the dragonettes? He asked, following her into the great hall. They vanished again, she said. Although there's a rumor going around the Sky Kingdom that they're responsible for torturing the northernmost outpost and killing all those Skywing soldiers. As some kind of revenge for what Scarlet did to them. Smolder folded his wings back and looked up at her. Do you think it's that's likely? I don't know anything about them, she said. In the arena, they didn't seem fierce enough to kill anything. But then they attacked Scarlet, so they're clearly more dangerous than they looked. She stopped at the long table loaded with food that ran down the entire center of the hall. I don't know, I don't like them, she muttered. And I wish I got my claws on all of their eggs before they hatched. She snatched up the dead hawk and ripped off its head with one bite, imagining doing the same to a certain sea being or the insidious ring wing. It's not going well with Ruby. She's supposed they the supposed new queen of the Skywings is a born and nuisance, Burns snarled. She wants to restore order in the Skywing Kingdom and establish the stability of her own throne before engaging in any more battles at my side. She's even more difficult than her annoying mother, and she follows orders very poorly, if at all. We haven't had a satisfying battle in weeks. I'm considering getting rid of her. Sounds frustrating, Smolder said, sliding up. Smolder slid a platter of dates toward himself and popped two in his mouth. It is. 
It is. I really need to kill something. It's been too long since I last whipped out a dragon's throat. Her brother sidled a few steps away, perhaps thinking he was being being surreptitious, but failing. Well, he said, there's always your prisoners. No, no, Byrne corrected him. Queen Scarlet is our guest. For now, I may change. I may change my mind once. I decide how useful she can be. She glanced out at the blazing sun reflected off the courtyard stones. No, I've another victim in mind. Five of them, in fact. Of course, he said, ducking his. He said, ducking said, "You just have to find them first. Oh, I will," she said. "Everyone will finally shut up about the wonderful dragonettes of destiny when I have their heads mounted on spikes on my wall." She bared her teeth at her brother, smoke rising from her nostrils. Mark my words. Soon we'll put an end to this prophecy nonsense once and for all.